This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly podcast for the WWE fans who are the appendix of the table, unable to name even one DDT variation, yet in possession of an encyclopedic knowledge of the fan fiction tropes utilized each week on Raw and SmackDown. Grab a Diet Pepsi and gird your loins because it's time to revisit the week in wrestling and, of course, Night of Champions. I am here with my good friend, co-host extraordinaire, and glamorous moo-moo wearer, Jillian. Hello. I am Abigail, and uh, what a week it's been in wrestling. It really has. I'm excited to talk about it. I know. It feels a little different than last week when I was like, we can talk about wrestling if you want. <laughs> last week was kind of a low point, so I'm excited for this week. It's like the show, and I would say life itself, highs, lows. Yeah. But in that spirit, we can kick off our discussion of SmackDown with something I think we always enjoy seeing, Sheamus and the uh -huh. Brawling Brutes, and something uh -huh. we never enjoy seeing, Austin Frickin' Theory. I never enjoy seeing him. I made myself a note, and I'm looking at my note, and I'm like, what did I write that down for? So now I've got to figure it out. <laughs> Well, while you figure it out, what do you think Seamus did to deserve this? I don't know. I, I'm i really hoping this is just going to become a thing and then Seamus eventually wins the title. That's fine with me. Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to watch more matches between these two if that's what we're working toward. Yeah, I feel like if it means good things for Big Shamo, then I'm on board. Mm -hmm. I thought it was... It was interesting that Pretty Deadly seemed to be inserting themselves in the picture yeah. here. Um, you know, they appear to take out the brutes when they try to stop Austin Theory from cheating. Um, do we like the idea of Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory forming a partnership of sorts? Uh, I, they could only make it more interesting, right? I mean, there's no possible way to make it worse. That That is a salient point. Um, I guess I don't hate the idea of sort of, you know, you have this six person thing setting up where the brutes are fighting pretty deadly and Seamus and Austin Theory are going after each other. That could be fun. I could be into mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm imagining that's what they're doing, right? Like they're trying to piss off the brutes so that they'll be like a thing for them. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a decent starting point. Like start with the brutes. Like that's a, I mean, it gives them something to do. Gives them both a little more exposure. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. And I feel like Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory are sort of aligned. Like, they're all very arrogant. They all have off-putting aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Kind of works. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what their entrance is compared to, like, Austin Theory's stupid entrance. It has to be better. I cannot envision it or hear it in my head. I can't either. No. Okay. Clearly, we need to see them more. There, uh, there was also a very special Wade Barrett moment in Ooh. this match. Um, you know, Butch is like freaking out because he loves Seamus so much, which I get, right? Like sometimes I am feral in my love for Seamus as well. Mm -hmm. And Wade says that he thinks Butch needs to be put on a leash. And honestly, <laughs> I just want him to interrogate his kinks, you know? Yeah. I Wade has a lot going on, and I yes. think the, for whatever reason, when he's on commentary, because he has to think so quickly, it's like his subconscious is like, I can do it, and it just goes. 
I think there's a possibility that I've been considering that he, you know, he's heard my interest on this podcast and he mm -hmm. knows what kind of books I read and he's trying to impress me mm -hmm. and it's working. It's working. <laughs> Good job. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, um, I know what it was. Sorry. It came back. <laughs> it no, came back. I want to hear it. So this week when clown came out, like doing his intro, you could hear what he was saying. Like, I think they like mic'd him a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, they really are listening to us because just last week, I think it was, I was complaining about he sits there and talks and we can't tell a single fucking thing he's saying. Mm -hmm. Do you None remember of what it he was said? important? <laughs> None of like something about being the best champion ever. Oh, yeah. Honk, honk, beep, beep. Okay, but like something. mad respect if he actually said honk, <laughs> honk, beep, beep. <laughs> he did not, sadly. God, he's a constant disappointment. <laughs> he really is. On to something that is never a disappointment. Never. never. Ever. Um, we join the bloodline backstage mm -hmm. and uh Roman doesn't want to talk to the twins. He wants no. Heyman to talk to the twins. Mm -hmm. And we learn that Roman feels really guilty about everything that's going on with Knight of Champions. So they're invited to join him on the next SmackDown for his 1000 day celebration of the greatest title reign of all time. And he's very excited to have them there, especially as we learn Jay. It's so condescending, like so it's gross. so expertly knifey, <laughs> like it's just so awful. Do you, I don't want to get too far ahead, but do you think after later events in the week, he's still most interested in talking to Jay on Friday? Um, probably not. Priorities I don't know. evolving. But this was really exciting because, I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen Jimmy getting like <clears throat> fed up throughout the weeks and like him refusing to sit down and Roman getting in his face. I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. It's going to be amazing. They think they're in private, but we know the whole world. <laughs> I think it's really cool that wrestlers have no idea that all of this airs on television. Like, how do you understand what's happening? It's so amazing. <laughs> One of the things I thought was so great about this is like, you know, he degrades them constantly. Yes. But this was like, among the most insulting degrading things he has ever pulled that doesn't involve yeah. like a slap across the face yeah like telling a grown-ass man to sit down mm -hmm. no and then being like i kicked your ass when you were a little boy so weird like, you're still a little boy right that's like essentially what's happening i'm just like this is this is icky this whole scene for me was like a masterclass in things I felt like I should not have been seeing, but was so interested in seeing. Well, they didn't think we could see it. <laughs> right. Roman had no idea. So he's probably really embarrassed when he finds out that we did see the whole thing. Yeah. He likes to uh, belittle people in private. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, he is at the peak of his monsterdom, I think. He I mean, really, really is. Geez. I feel like his brain's going to blow up and melt out his ears. And maybe then the earth can heal. <gasps> I don't be know. Nice. It would be nice. Like it seeps into the ground and everything is renewed. 
how did you feel coming out of this segment? What were your thoughts? I really wanted to, I was just kind of waiting, like, when's it going to happen, right? It's going to happen one of these days. How long are they going to keep dragging this out? They could drag it out forever. I'd still watch. But I really, the strange thing to me is, like, at some point there was the pivot between Jay being the one who's like, fuck you, and now it's just Jimmy the one who's saying fuck you. So, like, Mm -hmm. I keep kind of waiting for Jay to also have that switch flip again. And yes. it's not happening. And I'm like, Jay, why are you being so like, why are you kowtowing to him? Like, it just feels weird. I have so many thoughts about this, but I'm going to save them. Okay. For Night of Champions, because, you okay. know, as you know, instead of doing anything productive in the last days, I've just been mentally composing my TED talk. I like it. On this. So that's good. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So. A little bit later in the show, we see the return of some of your favorite superstars. Hero. And I thought we were going to be treated to, you know, the talents of all three, but LOL JK, it was just Ashanti the Adonis. Yeah. Taking on Cameron Grimes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't care about anything that happened in this match. Uh, Cameron Grimes, chest hair grooming makes me uncomfortable. I didn't even um, notice the chest hair, but nice. one thing I did note say, so given where I was on Friday night, having been inundated with nonstop news coverage from a certain channel, all I could think was like, this guy sounds like one of the fuckers on Fox News. Like he just has oh, that kind yeah. of like slight lilt in his voice. Like I could just see him wearing his dumb navy blue suit and red tie and American flag pin on this lapel and just being like lie 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 and i feel like as an nft and stonks guy i mean that's that might not be a bad character pivot for him at some point he just becomes like a weird pundit yeah i mean it's not weirder than what he's doing right now which is just shouting to the moon yeah that's true what do you think about um baron corbin like attacking him well i mean my sympathies lie with baron corbin and not with cameron grimes so i was like yes thank you good work but um i think it's interesting because i guess baron corbin has now shown back up on nxt oh really so i wonder if he's gonna do sort of like i'm an established dude and i'm gonna go pick on these nxt guys (laughs) kind of gimmick maybe i'm interested to see where that takes him i wonder if he'll like disappear for a while like apollo cruz and then get brought up and then immediately be squashed as soon as he's brought up I hope not. I don't know why, but there is some part of me that just wants the best for Baron Corbin. So maybe it's all the videos he makes where he joyfully cooks meat. Is that a real thing? Like on his social media? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't use TikTok that much, so I see it on Instagram, but like, he's always grilling meat. And I have to be honest, I'd eat at Baron Corbin's house. It looks fantastic. Oh, he's probably really good at it. And he wears gloves when he handles raw meat, which is like. Oh, smart. Yeah, such a sign of a pro to me, so. Yeah, okay. That's fun. I like learning these little things. There was a moment during this match um, that had nothing to do with the match, but it was my favorite part of it. Did you notice Michael Cole and Wade Barrett getting into a little scuffle? A verbal scuffle. They didn't physically fight. Um, Well, you know, they're like disagreeing about things, and Wade Barrett comes out with, nobody likes you. In fact, no, Michael Cole started that. He said, I think you've been here 15 years and nobody likes you. 
And Wade responded, you've been here 27 and nobody likes you either. To which Michael Cole concedes that that's true and says he likes it that way. Who's he? Michael Cole. He prefers that no one likes oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. So it was just this great <laughs> little like outburst. I totally miss that. And it makes me sad because I would have delighted in that. I was probably being spoken to at the moment when that was on. It was whatever you were Sad. doing. It was not as good as this childish fight between two. I men. guarantee it wasn't. <laughs> Outstanding moment. What I was doing wasn't even as good as what A Town Clown was doing. That was the oh. that was what was happening in my life. Extremely low bar. Exactly. Something else, uh, probably not as delightful as middle-aged men having a slap fight. Later in the evening, our guy, Los Angeles Knight, takes on his one-time tag partner and now nemesis, Rick Boogs. I just really enjoy Los Angeles Knight. I do, too. He makes me happy. I love how over he is. Like, I love that at one point, like, so Street Profits come out, like, right before the match, right? And they're coming mm -hmm. out to be like, we're the Street Profits, which, by the way, Street Profits need, again, I will say, title shots. Absolutely. But I liked when um, Los Angeles said, you ain't going to get the smoke. You're going to get smoked. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. I thought that was much better than dear, dear Braun Strowman's attempt Bless. to inhale all the smoke. I think it's interesting that after that mortifying moment, we just really haven't seen him since. <laughs> he just was so embarrassed he ran away. Braun, it's okay. We all say weird things sometimes you know it's not it's all right you can come back maybe he's doing like sort of side support for raquel's push right like That'd he's be just nice. being like supportive fiance he's like leading her street team yeah, wouldn't that be nice puts flyers up around town he seems like Instagram the kind of handle. dude that would do that yeah i bet he's a good boyfriend he seems like an all right guy have you seen this wrestler she's great i don't i don't really know her or anything but i would marry her I wish strong. What do you think of my pants? You know, do you know what Peligroso means? It's uh, doesn't have anything to do with wet floors. I thought it was Ponderosa myself, which I was excited about. Fried shrimp on the buffet. <laughs> I love steak. <laughs> Who doesn't? Your uh, Braun Strowman voice is head and shoulders above mine. I really enjoy yours. So, in thank you, but in the genre. Um, <laughs> I was introduced to some fierce wrestler impersonation competition during this match when Montez decided to do a little Wade Barrett. I did not hear it. I keep missing things. He had some bad news. Did he do the accent and everything? He did it. Oh, that's amazing. It was good. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like I missed the best episode of SmackDown of the year, do you even though problem? I was watching it. I think your problem may be that you're watching the wrestling when really you just need to focus on the commentary. That's what happens. Like, I cannot <laughs> do both. I cannot I listen too, to the yeah. commentary and watch the wrestling at the same time. It's like, it's not possible for me. There was something in this match that kind of drove me nuts. I guess it's not in the match. It's surrounding the match. So okay. lately, as you know, I have been like listening critically to the crowd noise on SmackDown. Uh-huh. And I am like 100% convinced it's piped in. Mm -hmm. So 
Los Angeles night comes out and the crowd is supposed to be booing, like booing like he just beat up baby Jesus on Christmas. Really? And like, no one cares if he beat up Rick Boogs. Let's be honest. No. People love Los Angeles. I mean, they all say L.A. night when he says it like he is over. Yes. And then the Street Profits came out. And like, there's not that much crowd noise, but you could see the crowd losing it because they like the Street Profits. That's weird. Were they worried that like Street Profits were getting a bigger pop than like Boogs maybe? I mean, on what planet would they not though? I mean, (laughs) no one, I just feel like these are the kinds of things and maybe I'm wrong because we are picking it apart, but like, sure, I don't know that I would be like, Oh my gosh, the Street Profits got a bigger pop. Therefore, they're better than Rick. Bo- like, I wouldn't even, that would not no. enter my brain. I'd be like, everybody loves Street Profits. Rick Boogs just hasn't been around enough. Right. He's new. Yeah. It's also, they don't know what to do with him either. No, they don't. Like, he's just this big, beefy dude who apparently is good natured, but yep. keeps losing. So, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do about him. Thoughts and prayers, Rick Boogs. Thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. After this, we returned to uh, one of our favorite <laughs> areas of interest, Scarlet's yes. tarot cards, in particular, her Alan Jackson tarot card. Alan Jackson Styles is going to get Jackson it. Alan Jackson Styles, yeah. Um, this is another great instance in the match that follows between AJ and Karrion Cross, where... Karrion Cross talks a really big game. He really does. And uh, he really did not bring a big show. Yeah, I, um, I feel like this happens to him a lot. And I don't, I wouldn't put him in the talent enhancement pool. No, just not yet. yet. But I would like to see something good happen with Karrion Cross. Like, I enjoy him. Like I do he's too. won me over. I used to not like him, but now I think he's kind of fun. So it's like, he has like an interesting sort of gimmick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's do something with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what our plans are for him because I feel like when he was feuding with Drew, mm-hmm. he kind of had something going, right? Like he had a storyline. Yeah. He had a reason to be interested in him. And it felt like, oh, he could win or Drew could win. They had a back and forth. And now it's sort of just like he's aimless, which is weird because his whole gimmick is like his wife predicts the future of his wrestling career. So clearly, A, Scarlett is not good at reading tarot cards. Mm -hmm. And B, this feels like a lot of wasted effort. Can I ask you a quick question about Alan Jackson Styles? You can always ask me a question. I don't know why I didn't notice up until this point, but have you like noticed how tiny his mustache is? <laughs> it's not like, big. It's like it's like the you know the the handlebar part. Yes. Like it's not quite John Waters thin, mm-hmm. but it's quite thin. I don't understand why he like why not grow the rest of that in, buddy? Maybe. You've got the whole beard, why not just just a little bit on, just a little bit above the lip right there. Maybe that's what he can do. I don't know, man. That <laughs> seems like a weird inability. Like, I feel like people have a hard time growing beards, right? Like, can't yes. grow a beard. But I feel like the mustache is a pretty consistent thing people can grow. I 
think so too. And I think this is something we add to our letter to dad this week. I mean, he's been talking to a lot of people about their choices in grooming and clothing. So why not? Yeah. I just, just want just a questionnaire. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like a quick survey or just a quick, like a one sentence explainer. Maybe there's a reason we just don't understand. That's true. I mean, I can't know everything. No, no one can. Dad might be able to. Dad, if anyone knows everything, it's probably dad. Uh-huh. So during this match, uh, Scarlett tries to curse AJ with her <laughs> spookiest magics. And Meechin mm. arrives to even the odds in what, quite honestly, is one of the worst wrestling outfits I've ever seen. I definitely missed Meechin. Can you please explain it to me? So, like, Scarlett is doing her spooky woo, and Meechin comes trucking out, and she's wearing these really unfortunate blue leggings because she loves oh, blue. She does love blue. And, like, that's fine. You, you like what you like. But she just kind of, like, came out and looked like some motorcycle gang guy's old lady. Mm-hmm. And then chase Scarlet away. Oh, okay. And Carrie and seem very, very sad, which makes sense Aww. because Scarlet's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. I, I'd be bummed too. I'm kind of surprised Scarlet ran off. I don't know. She doesn't seem like the type to run off. It seems like she'd just kind of like hiss yes. and like bare her teeth and her claws and just creep somebody out. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Until she they was... went away. Maybe she was rushing to the back so she could do a quick three-card tarot spread and see how to proceed. Oh, maybe. She was going to look through her deck really fast, though, yes. and see if she had a Meechin card, and she's going to bring it out and show it to her. Set it on fire, do some weird shit. <laughs> Try to set it on fire, and it won't work. <laughs> <sighs> so, I mean, you know, shenanigans aside, AJ gets the win here. I don't think this is super surprising, given that the next night he was going to be in a match for the new world heavyweight championship yeah yeah like i see what they were kind of trying to do right they were kind of like oh we'll wear him down a little bit before his match so and i was worried because you know as we'll find out later you know part of the your your prediction was like aj's gonna win it all so like they're trying to wear him down so his victory will be that much sweeter but it wasn't sweet. There was nope. no sweetness to be had. It was definitely not too sweet. <laughs> Very big disappointment to the OC and the entire Bullet Club, for sure. <laughs> so, a little later in the night, we get to my absolute favorite part of SmackDown. Yeah. And what I think we all came for, the KO show, or now that it's both of them, the Kevin and Sammy show. So cute. I really so liked that cute. Sammy came out first because, you know, he he gets the bigger pop, right? But it was yeah. KO's turn to shine tonight. Yeah. And did you notice that when Sammy came out, he did what KO does? He, like, stopped and looked back. Mm-hmm. Best friends. I know. Best friends. Best friends. So they want Roman to come out, but Roman does not appear when summoned. He sends his wise man instead. Mm-hmm. But he also sent his dumb men, except he didn't send them. The twins just arrive because they have not read the room in the slightest. <laughs> they never do. They're always like, well, obviously they want us there. We're going to help. We're always going to help. We're the twins. Duh. We learned zero lessons. <laughs> That's part of our charm, right? 
<sighs> so immediately, I don't know how you felt about this, but immediately they launch into what I think Roman would consider problematic talk. Like, you have bigger things to worry about, like me and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jay, baby, mm-hmm. sweetie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, I mean, yes. this is like a big turning point. This is a big freaking turning point because everybody wants to talk. Like, Sammy wants to get into it with Jay. KO gives Heyman a spoiler. He wants to talk to the Usos. What do you think about his message for the Usos? About KO's message for the Usos? Yes. I mean, I feel like. I feel like in all of this, and maybe I don't remember exactly what he said, because I remember Sammy once again saying most of it, because mm-hmm. I feel like Sammy kind of interrupted. But like, chaos, you know, makes the statement like you're the heart of the table, right? Like, yes, you're the center of everything. And I thought like, I was kind of like, wow, that's deep for chaos <laughs> and quite yes. sensitive. <laughs> Like, for a crusty, grumpy dude who looks like he works at the tire warehouse, K.O. gives a good motivational talk. Sammy, Sammy Sunshine is starting to infuse within K.O.'s soul. It's almost like K.O. has always been, looks like, can kill you, but is cinnamon roll. Mm, definite cinnamon roll. Um, I also really liked that he said Roman was not the head of the table, but the appendix of the table. (laughs) I missed that. Um, That's amazing. As someone who has shed her appendix, that that really, really pleased me. I love. Yeah, I mean, it's a really a useless thing, right? It can Mm -hmm. only poison you. Yeah, it only hurts. Nobody needs their appendix for anything. Nope, it doesn't do anything. So uh, this was this really got to me i thought ko did a great job motivating the usos in fact he motivates them so hard (laughs) that jimmy ends up announcing that he is the actual tribal chief i was like screaming i don't know if i actually screamed but i was just like oh boy i thought like i mean obviously roman comes out right but for some reason i expected roman to just like be charging down to the ring to just level jimmy but like an angry mom who just found out that you are once again <laughs> fucking around in the pool without supervision and is going to end it and end your whole summer vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. And then Sammy really, like, really hit Roman with the truth. He told him that the bloodline is over and it's his fault. Yeah. Do you I think- mean, it's just so good, right? It's, it's like. so good. It's like, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat. Finish it. <laughs> it's uh, it's emotional Mortal Kombat at this point. Like, everyone's saying the most hurtful things and doing the most hurtful things. It's so magical. It's really good. And we, we kind of end this segment, like, you know, Solo comes out, he cleans house, Roman yeah. destroys this. I mean, Roman really flips his shit, throwing chairs, throwing signs. Mm-hmm. But um, in the end... Jay and Jimmy go get the belts, and Jay immediately hands his to Solo. I know. I was like, ugh, gross. But uh, Jimmy, Jimmy does not. 
I, I wrote down and all caps was like, walk away, Jimmy, go. <laughs> Take the belt and go. And, uh, you know, eventually Jay takes them and gives them to Roman. But like when mm -hmm. they do the bloodline salute, Jimmy just walks away. And it's hilarious mm -hmm. because Jay is trying to like shoo him into doing the right thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm trying to think about Jay's like motivations here. Mm -hmm. Like, it, is it just because, and maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but like, is it just Never. because of the family thing? It doesn't feel like it's just because of the family thing, because if it were, he would obviously choose Jimmy over everything else. Right. We know yes. that that's the case. A twin is a twin, but like, why this weird like flip back to being like a yes man for roman like why does it matter because it's not like in the grand scheme of things they're gonna suddenly not have matches or something like that like it's just so interesting to me so i think some of it is this sort of like when jay wanted to leave the bloodline he wanted to leave for quote unquote selfish reasons, right? Like for himself mm -hmm. to take up with his new friends. Mm -hmm. um, and the counterpoint was either like you leave the bloodline and you join forces with your friend, Sammy, and you destroy Roman, or you stand by your brother and do what's right for him. And ultimately Jay kind of like talked himself back into the unselfish path. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think also totally over analyzing that where we are right now is once jay made that decision he had to like just subsume everything yeah like he's deep in it now he can't really be deprogrammed without a lot a lot of effort and like he now that he's committed to this path he's gonna see it through yeah it seems like I wish that he would just be like, oh, Jimmy's on the bus now. Okay, let's get mm -hmm. the fuck out of here. Well, who knows what'll happen on Friday? Not the literal bus, of course. That's where the Mahi Mahi is, but I th I think the Usos are banned from the fish bus. I have to be probably honest. just the ideological bus. It's extremely, extremely tough. <laughs> to which I say again, beep beep honk honk. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> Anything else about this experience? No, I'm just really excited to talk about the pay-per-view, the premium live event. Well, when next we return to our cast of characters, we are in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. We are narrated in by Dad, who has to get his narration credit because I think he's really worried about someone else getting credit for something. Mm -hmm. And we kick things off with a pretty incredible opener and also a one of three main events aj styles versus seth rollins maybe dad did the narration because nobody else wanted to do it nobody wanted to read out loud in class he was like okay fine i mean they got what's his name for the other one um cameron cameron crow did a narration right for one of i guess that wasn't the whole opening though it was just for like sure. one match anyway aj versus seth aj versus seth um what do you think about the sartorial choices in this match? Um, I mean, AJ, I don't know that his were especially new. It looked like he might have had a different color, but he like did the least. Seth, as per usual, looked insane in the best way. Puff sleeved leopard print crop top of our dreams. 
I mean, I don't really love animal prints, but like, I thought it was adorable. My spouse said, uh, Seth looked like a giant scrunchie, <laughs> which I feel like was so accurate because I was looking at him like, what does it remind me of? It reminds me of something. It's a scrunchie. Your spouse is a genius. Yeah, it was great. I also loved his gold nail polish. Very subtle, yes. very Cinna from the Hunger Games. I was nice. really happy about that because, again, I mentioned before, Matt Riddle paints his nails. I'm like, please, let's normalize everybody painting their nails. I hope they have polish parties. It's great. Mm -hmm. Oh, like Seth like paints his nails with his yeah. daughter. That'd be so yeah. cute. That'd be really cute. I would, I, would, I would look at TikToks of that. That's adorable. Same. So I did not take a lot of notes during this match. And this is going to be a recurring theme throughout Night of Champions. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. I had a really good time watching it. It was a really good match. It was really fluid. Sometimes these matches like are kind of weird and awkward and like, I don't know. This was just really, really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I was definitely concerned that Alan Jackson was going to win because I didn't want no. Alan Jackson to win. But, but he didn't win. Bye. Our guy Seth pulled it through. Um, yeah, I, I feel really like happy. they're both just so good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So you put them together and it's amazing. And mm -hmm. when this one is over, we got this really nice moment where dad came out and crowned Seth with a new yeah, belt. That was really nice. That was really, really nice. I mean, I guess it's a really big moment, right? Because there, I don't know that there's been a new title introduced in the WWE in a really, really long time. I think it's been a while. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a big thing and i'm really glad that it was seth me too and i guess this is dad's way of saying he's sorry for that time he turned on seth with kevin owens oh when was that a while ago was that like an authority thing i think it was like an authority okay. thing i was i feel like i was like in and out with the authority so yeah so this was a very very strong start um mm -hmm. one thing that did not work for me um the weird cgi falcon on top of the jetta superdome <laughs> i did not see that uh <laughs> that's why this week i am joining the show as jazzy a perched atop the jetta superdome what was the falcon supposed to be for uh, i think it might be on the saudi flag i'm probably oh, wrong it's a, okay it's significant Okay, I was just like, are we suddenly like the WWE Falcons or <laughs> it's our mascot? It's like getting very Game of Thrones up here. We're sending bird messages. They're getting rid of the robot and the smack drone. Now it's just going to be birds. I hate your, that your so worst much. Yeah, I, that, that would be my last episode. I would be done. I'm sorry. That would be so sad. But after this, we return to something else that I enjoyed quite a bit. We've got Trish Stratus versus mm -hmm. Becky Lynch. No title on the line here, just pride. Um, mm -hmm. And Becky is dressed like Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. Yep. She was a mix of, like, Beatrix becoming a NASCAR driver. Mm. And I felt like Trish looked like she was going deep sea diving. Yes, I think that's very apt. Mm-hmm um you know i thought this was very good especially given and i'm not trying to like damn her with faint praise here but trish hasn't been an active competitor in a hundred years she did really really well yep i i really enjoyed this 
I, going into this, I, we were kind of like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. I'm interested in seeing where this is going now. I'm in. I am. I'm a little annoyed about Zoe Stark. I, Tell me why. Tell me why you feel this way about Zoe. I don't know. I feel like... So you had made this comment a few weeks ago about how we need to see like the new guard of uh, women wrestlers coming up, right? And I think that that is very important. But for whatever reason, it feels weird to me to have Zoe Stark be the one that's like coming in to fuck everything up. Like, I don't... And, and maybe they'll develop this, but I'm like, mm -hmm. what's her beef with Becky? Right. I think... I mean, this, I don't really have any evidence for this, but I feel like Zoe's gonna do the get into Trish's good graces and then mm -hmm. turn on her just like Trish turned on Becky. This is what heels do, right? Mm -hmm. Heel loyalty is a very scarce commodity. Mm -hmm. Like for every judgment day, there are a bunch of damage controls and other really screwed up heels that just cannot stay friends. So yeah. I, I'm not sold on Zoe yet. I think just like personality wise, mm -hmm. there hasn't been something that's like warmed me to her because I don't know. There's lots of, there's, there's good ways to be a heel a la Rhea Ripley. There's bad ways to be a heel a la Austin theory. For so sure. I don't know where Zoe fits in on that, that spectrum yet. Um, so I mean, I'm willing to obviously wait it out and see, but like, mm -hmm. I felt like it was a weird end to the match. It was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I, it feels very heelish to suck up to a legend. Yeah. To kind of jump the line. So that mm -hmm. part makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, I want to see where this goes. Like, does Lita come back? Does Becky take on her own new up and comer? Ooh, that'd be fun. Like, is there another Divas era star who's going to come out and be part of this, like a counterpoint to Zoe or a counterpoint to Trish? Like, I'm very curious about how this will go. So that got me through staying interested. It's going to be one of the Bella twins. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Or both of the Bella twins. I mean, they could just do twin magic like they used to do and switch in and out. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think Nikki Bella is really beautiful so if she wants to come back and grace me with her presence i'm fine with that i assume she got married they had that show about it so she's probably yeah. doing married people stuff do you know you don't have to throw it in my face like that exactly. i have a big heart and uh, it doesn't care for other people's marital vows <laughs> or my own apparently don't let your husband listen to this episode. I mean, he is an important part of our fan base, so I would be remiss <laughs> if I uh, drove him he away. He is one half of our fan base. <laughs> one half of our fan base. <laughs> so coming out of this match, we moved on to something else that I was skeptical about but became pleasantly surprised with. Mm -hmm. We had Gunther appearing, as he always does, with Imperium to take mm -hmm. on Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental title. Tell me what you thought about this one first of all i was outraged because once again they did not show the coat trade-off it is becoming the most teasing bullshit i can think of i'm furious it's very upsetting i thought this match was great like yes I, yes it was so good i wasn't sure how their styles would go poor mm -hmm. mustafa took crazy chops so many <laughs> um 
I just thought he was great. And I realized something about Gunther when I saw him and I was like, I know what it is about him when I look at him is that he's built like dudes in old timey movies. Like he's got the broad shoulders and he's hulking and strong, but he's not like Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's not like like, cut. He's like John Wayne maybe in like the, you know, 30s one of the hell john wayne was making movies i don't know he's a horrible person but you get my point he's got old school action guy body yeah yes like until the year of our lord 2000 that body could have been an mm-hmm. action star mm-hmm. and then abs happened yep people realized that if you didn't eat carbs you had parts of you that could poke out but at what cost mm. I'm not giving up pancakes. No. Rolls. I love rolls. There was a split second during this match where I really thought Mustafa was going to pull it off. And I was yes! like, this is yes! fucking crazy. And I love it. But I mean, it was great. I, in the end, of course, obviously Gunter would retain. I mean, we've been saying that since they yes. decided the match. But man, it was great. It was great to see Mustafa like getting to show off his awesome stuff. It was so much fun. It felt like a real competition. Yeah. Like, to me, one of the highest marks of praise I can give a wrestling match is, I forgot it's scripted. I'm just watching it like, oh my God, what will happen? There was this moment where Mustafa, like, hoisted Gunther. Yeah. And I was like, what? I know. (laughs) It was really good. And I really hope that Mustafa gets some kind of push coming out of this. I have a feeling he won't. I do too, and it's such a shame. Such maybe a shame. he'll make his way over to AEW. You know, maybe he will. Maybe he'll find a home there. I hope yeah. so, for his sake. He's he's awesome, though. But this was one of the surprise winners of the night for me. Also, a really great moment from Michael Cole. Um, I don't remember who did the drop kick, but he said, if T-Rex could drop kick like that, the dinosaurs wouldn't be extinct. Which, <laughs> Michael, what do you think yeah. happened with the dinosaurs? And how would drop kicking enter into it? He, they would drop kick the big... Um, the meteor? The meteor. Mm-hmm. Like off the planet? Back off the planet. Mm-hmm. I... Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Because they're so big. <laughs> Right, it makes sense. Like, T-Rex was roughly the size of our Chrysler building, so it would all work out. Exactly. 100% work out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a beautiful chef's kiss at the end of a beautiful chef's kiss of a match. I heard him say something about dinosaurs, but I think I was, like, writing my notes. And then someone, someone responded to him, but I don't remember what they said. They said something either. about dinosaurs in return. I can't remember, but <sighs> it was good. So after this, we have a little interlude. Sammy and KO are backstage, and it's actually really cute because Sammy is really overwhelmed. He has some doubts. He's in his feelings. Mm-hmm. And KO believes in them so much, and he gives yeah. another really good motivational speech. I like how much um, KO talks with his hands. He gets yeah. all like excited, and he flaps them around like a little T-Rex to bring back the T-Rex. Like He's just like, he gets so excited and starts yelling. I um I bet if he did a Wade Barrett impression, it would absolutely involve his hands. It would. It'd probably Just be like, like a mirror image of yours. 
Probably. And we could just shout at each other and Wade Barrett ease and it would be fantastic. I would love that. That would be one yeah. of the greatest moments of my life. So, I mean, nothing super unexpected here. You know, Sammy mm -hmm. is like, it could end tonight. Kay was like, why would it end tonight? And I just, <laughs> I really love them. I really love them. I know. So we came out of this sweet backstage moment into a not so sweet moment because between Asuka and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title. Mm -hmm. um, Corey Graves says that Asuka is the most terrifying clown. Agree or disagree? Disagree. You are a clown expert in terms of them being terrifying. So Austin Theory is the most terrifying <laughs> clown. Isn't he the most disappointing clown? In his badness. Um, I think Asuka's like, I don't, her makeup doesn't look like clown makeup to me. So she doesn't feel clownish to me. I guess like the, the little dot nose does it for me. The little dot nose kind of does throw a wrench in things, but I get no, it. I feel like there's creepier clowns. Ooh, like the little creepy clown in Poltergeist. That's a very creepy clown. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That one beats it. So what do you think about this match and its outcome? Well, I called this one. I couldn't believe I was right. Like I was shocked that. Yes. I was right. Yes. Um, Asuka came out looking like a velour pirate. Yes, that was a lot of look. I agree. And Bianca came out repping the opposing NASCAR team. Yes. From Becky's team. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the match was good. I like this match didn't blow my mind or anything. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was kind of intense. Like it was intense, yes. I felt like it was really heavy, I guess, in the sense that, like, it felt very smashy, smashy. Mm -hmm. um, like, Bianca lost some hair. Always sad to see. I was like, that doesn't look like it feels good. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It was just like, anytime anybody grabs her hair, I'm just like, this feels uncomfortable. And also, I'm really worried about her head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like that braid is anchored on really securely. And I worry that someone is going to pull hard enough to unanchor it and hurt her. But I mean, I realize she's consenting to this happening. So, yeah. Everybody leave Bianca's braid alone. I know. It's so pretty. Just let it be. Mm -hmm. Let it be. Enjoy it for what it is. But overall, I was happy that Asuka won. Um. I was happy that Bianca got her record. That made me happy. Yes. Like, I feel like That's if they would have taken okay. it ahead of. Yes, exactly. And like, I don't know. I don't know if they're planning on letting Asuka have a long run or if this is like a transition period so they could get it back to Asuka. Is Asuka on Raw? Great question. I can't Let's remember. Let's find out. Are you going to look Let's it up? I am. Okay. Um, while you're looking that up, I'll keep talking. So, I mean, I could see if Asuka is on Raw, and I honestly can't remember. Because despite the fact that they're, like, two separate brands, but people are going to cross over constantly, um, it makes sense that, like, they'd have this transition period. I would personally love it if damage control dissolves, and then EO and Asuka have, a like, a rivalry. That would be so cool, because I would love to see EO as a champion. I think that would be amazing. I agree. So those are my thoughts about that. I mean, I like Asuka better as a face than a heel, but I'm also kind of tired of the 
blue venom stuff. Mm, but I mean, she did use the mist in a very innovative way. She really did. I was like, what is she doing? There's so much of it in her mouth. I wonder what it tastes like. I just have so many questions for her. Ooh, maybe this week you can put in dad's letter, like, dear dad, can you please just like let, like ask Asuka to, to describe what it tastes like. Is it blue raspberry? Is it something that's like horribly numbing on her tongue? Oh, yeah, it might be. So I looked it up and it looks like Asuka was drafted from Raw to SmackDown. Oh, my God. Okay. What the fuck? We're all doing our best and nothing matters. Okay. I give up. All right. I, I also give up whatever but yeah like this was this was a good match it was mm -hmm. brutal as you noted um and i really hope that bianca belair goes on a nice vacation like she treats herself she relaxes yes. a little yes she's been an amazing champion and i'm excited really to has. see what she does next as much as i'm excited to see what oscar does next yeah i mean bianca's great so yeah i am really excited i wish i wish they had more um either more women's titles like if we're going to have women's titles, why don't we have a women's intercontinental championship? Why don't we have a women's U or yeah. make it, make it so that women could win those titles because I, I just feel like that's all they have. They have the two titles and the yeah. dudes have like a gazillion titles. So it's like, why not make it more interesting? Have these other titles in there besides the tag team and the brand titles. I am a hundred percent putting that in my letter to dad this week and I am going to credit you. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate that. So moving on from this one, I think we have up next a very different kind of match. Yeah. Um, we see Natalia uh, take on Rhea Ripley. And of course, Rhea has Dom Dom with her. Mm -hmm. um, everybody in this match looked nuts. <laughs> Everyone was doing the most. It was like, I remember the last time we were in Jeddah, Scarlet really towed the line for malicious compliance. Yep. Where she was covered from chin to toe. Mm -hmm. And my goodness. And I feel like these two also kind of embrace that sort of malicious compliance. Yeah. This whole thing confused me, I have to say. Tell me I more. did like that. If you look at Rhea's little face paint that she has, it says Dom, which I thought was adorable. So beautiful. But, um,. This just seemed like a weird match to even bother having. Yeah, it was a squash like, match. It was a squash match. It's like, why are you doing this? It wasn't a championship match. It was just like, let's fucking fly Rhea and Natalia halfway around the world so that they can have like a 30 second match. I don't, it was so strange. Do you have any thoughts on like why they bothered doing this? don't really understand why we have squash matches i'll be very honest they don't feel particularly rewarding to me mm -hmm. they don't usually feel particularly necessary to me mm -hmm. i mean one thing i will say this was a championship match for the smackdown women's title so it oh, did at it? least oh, it right. at least met the very low bar that's right i had that in my freaking notes i'm sorry thank um, you but this is actually something i wanted to ask you about so you might have noticed on Raw this week, there was a dude in the crowd holding a sign that said the WWE podcast. 
Yes, I know. And I thought I will check that out. So I listened to part of their Night of Champion episode, and it it's good. I enjoyed it. Uh, good job, dude. But he puts forth the opinion that he loves squash matches and think they're a good thing and something that should happen more at pay per views. I have always been in the camp that I don't like squash matches. I don't think they really do anybody justice. I don't need to see Rhea destroy Natalia this way to know that Rhea's a badass, right? Mm-hmm. So what is your take on that? Like, is the squash match ever a good thing? Should we be doing it more at events like this? What I mean, it sounds like you would say no on that last one. I mean, we've talked about squash matches in the past. Mm-hmm. I, on occasion, find them funny because mm-hmm. it's always, you know, like the one last week um, with Indushare and like the guy that was a twink and the other guy, like that was kind of hilarious because like the do share dudes were like so much bigger and it was like so comically obvious that they were gonna win mm-hmm. but like it at, at a premium live event it just seems strange to me that like we would consider a squash match a premium thing yes like it doesn't i don't understand the point of it like people are theoretically paying money to see this paying a lot of money to see this it's like why insult them with like a two-minute match that doesn't advance any storylines it doesn't show anything it like doesn't help anybody i don't know that's the thing you can't even be like oh we just brought natalia up from nxt so yeah you know even though she got squashed we can talk about her spirit and how much heart she showed like exactly and i i like natalia but i am not excited by her anymore it's not her fault it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. so to me like that didn't really do much for her. It didn't do anything for her. And I don't think it did that much for Rhea. No. We're not at a point where I need to be convinced that Rhea's the eradicator. I have seen her like get in the face of like some of the toughest dudes on yeah. these shows. I I get it. Well, and you know, they were kind of saying like I it, it seems to me like they were trying to like solidify her heel status even more because Which like, is so weird. <laughs> Because Natalia was like, you don't respect anybody. You need to respect the women on this roster. And it's like, we already know she's a heel. She's like, right. like it doesn't, it's not something more you need to establish. I, It's so weird. I don't know if they're trying to set up like someone's going to try to avenge Natalia. I don't know. I feel like we're never going to hear about this again. And I feel like short of kicking a kitten, there's not much Rhea could do to be more <laughs> of a heel. <laughs> oh my God, that would be awful. Yeah, don't do that. Unless You're someone that. was a wrestler named a kitten. What if it's Dom Dom and he's wearing like cat ears and has whiskers drawn on? I'd be sad if she kicked him. I would be too. I really believe in their love now. One thing I really like about their relationship mm-hmm. is that like they never ever kiss. And I feel I like I like that because I don't know why I like it, but it's like it. I feel like so many like wrestling relationships, they make kind of weird and sleazy somehow. Yes. Or it's like, no, these two just really like each other and they just put their arms around each other and like walk arm in arm down the, you know, like it's cute. They're taking it slow. It's courtship dating. I don't need and, to see and that's great. Out. No. Um, as a sidebar, you know, this was a big weekend in wrestling because AEW <laughs> also had their double or nothing pay-per-view during which the acclaimed 
answered an open challenge from the house of black for the trios championship mm -hmm. and when max caster comes to the ring he raps right he raps about current events and his opponents and it's it's usually pretty <laughs> funny and uh buddy murphy ria's real life boyfriend is in the house of black so he was oh. one of the guys in the ring and one of max's lines was that buddy got cucked by some boy named dominic Oh my God. So we crossed the streams. That's amazing. That's, that's the real forbidden door rapping about somebody in another promotion. <laughs> that's so much fun. It was pretty fun. Um, I love things that exist in the same universe. Yes. But it's like, like never really, like, like they never really like appear together, but they just are in that same world. It's like all the shows on the CW. That's true. Mm -hmm. All the super friends. This is the wrestling cinematic universe. <laughs> I so, am down. For me, the best thing about this match was Dom Dom leaping into Rhea's arms. Very that sweet. That was so funny. I loved it. It was so cute. And, you know, I I don't know what's next for Rhea. Certainly, I don't think Natalia's it. No. Um, up next, we had another, not for me, not so satisfying match. Uh, my boy, Cody Rhodes, takes on Broccoli Laser in an all-meet, <laughs> all-the-time, no-title match, which featured Bork and Cody's titanium cast. I really liked that um, Cole was, like, talking, and he was like, I was talking to Cody's doctors earlier, <laughs> and they were telling me about, like, I was like, so they're, like, violating HIPAA, you know, hi yeah. HIPAA laws to talk to you, Cole, but... um. I had a question for you. Mm -hmm. So when Cody was like going up against uh, Roman Reigns, right? Before he was going to do his big fight with Roman Reigns, you felt very like emotionally invested in Cody's story. You felt like it had a lot of parallels to things in your life. Do you feel that way with this story? I mean, as someone who has been beaten up by a much larger bully, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Cody is still in that place where he's doing the right things. He's being his best self. He's learning to believe in himself, but it's an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't always matter if you do the right thing because the world is fucking unfair and sometimes Brock Lesnar shaped. I mean, for all those people that are like, well, if you just work hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um... You can work as hard as you want, but when Bork Laser gets in the way, right. you're not going anywhere. I mean, like, Cody is just trying to climb his hill, and Bork is the equivalent of 50 boomers telling you to just print out your resume on high-quality paper, <laughs> go into office buildings, and demand to speak with the CEO. I bought a house for 30 grand. Why can't you buy a house? Yeah. Yeah. It's So, yeah, I still... I am still an embarrassing Cody Rhodes mark. Yes, I. it still means a lot to me. Okay. I'm in it. I love it. How'd you, how'd you feel about this exchange here? Aww. You? I wanted Cody to win. Of course I wanted Cody to win. I was like, yes, he fights his way out. But then he like passes out. Now, I love that he didn't technically lose. I mean, he just got kind of borked out. But I mean... This is going to come to a head either at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. I could see it being SummerSlam. 
I think it will be. I think the grand finale will be SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm guessing Cody will win then, but I've been guessing Cody will win for months now, and I've been wrong every time. Uh, Cody won my heart and not a lot else, but I still think he's a contender. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm tired of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I am too. I'm bored with it now. I just, I feel like we're going to see that wound on his head open continuously over the next months. So I'm just like, I don't know. And the thing with Bork Lesnar is, I feel like when I watch him wrestle, I honestly can't tell if he's like going along with the story or he, if he's just like truly that malevolent. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, cause he, I don't ever see like interviews with him. You never see him ever talking to anybody. He doesn't do any interviews, really. Like, he's never, like, backstage with Kathy. Like, he just passes through and tells people to get a job or whatever. So I just, like, like he's, like, this mysterious figure to me. Like, he's kind of the kayfabious dude there is, I guess, in some sense, because he's just, like, always that guy. And I think that's carefully curated, right? Like, he's not he's not like other boys <laughs> yeah he's a cage fighter with jade colored eyes he does i can't not have say gray eyes, eyes. <laughs> um he can actually sing in three octaves and oh, he writes his God. own songs and one time he was at a concert and the band pulled him up on stage <gasps> when the lead singer had laryngitis oh my god it, everyone he hit a whistle note it was amazing oh my god he did and then you know everyone fell in love with him i i mean Brock Lesnar is like a Mary Sue for dudes. He really is. Like, he's not particularly interesting or attractive, but he's big and mean, so he gets his own way all the time and doesn't have to respect anyone. Yeah. It's like a dude fantasy. Yeah. That's a very good point. Fantasize better dudes. Seriously. I have so many suggestions. Mm Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. give them here though, don't worry. <laughs> do you think do you think there's Brock Lesnar featuring Alpha and Omega fan fiction? Oh, a billion percent. There has to be. Who do you think takes the knot? Oh God. I don't even want to Not talk Cody. About it. Not Cody. <laughs> Not Cody? Shut up. <laughs> Never Cody. I should have been more clear. Never Cody. Oh God. Precious baby. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's. I mean, mm-hmm. look. Again, you can cut that look, from the final take. <laughs> I'm shaming that kink, but in real life, you know, if you like it, you like it. Wow. If you like it, you you know what? As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yes. Embrace your kinks. To each Be yourself. But yeah, Alpha and Omega shit is gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> Mom, hang up the phone. (laughs) Oh, that's a deep cut. So, you know, after this, our hearts are broken. We feel a little deflated Mm -hmm. as if we had been struck with a titanium cast. But things are about to get better. Mm -hmm. Because we close out the show with a few of our favorite things. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with pride and tag team titles on the line. Take on Roman Reigns and solo Sokoa. Can we talk about like 
what a nice moment for Sammy when this match kicks off. The pop he got was incredible. Everyone showered him with love, and I love that. I know. It was so great. He was so happy. Everybody was so, like, I feel like they definitely beat Puerto Rico (laughs) as far as volume. Yeah, it it was intense. It was very intense. Um, And I just, I love to see Sammy embraced and cheered for, and Mm -hmm. but he deserves it. He looked like, um, he looked like he was just like so happy. Yeah. Proud of him. Overwhelming, overwhelmed, overwhelmedly happy. Um, That's really good. Did you see Roman smile as like Sammy was coming into the ring? It was creepy. See, I kind of thought he forgot that he was supposed to be a jerk for a minute. Oh, I thought he was just like doing like a horribly icy smile. Mm, mm. Ask dad. Ask dad. Like, dad, what did he intend? Can you just ask Roman, like, was he, was he happy or not? Cause there was a moment where I was like, oh, it seems like he's enjoying it. Right. Like I had the same thought, but I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Well, he is he's nefarious. He's not supposed to AF. like anything. <laughs> His heart is full of hate and only hate. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I really enjoyed this match. Even if it hadn't had all the surrounding drama, I thought it was really good and really yes. fun. Me too. And then there was a little surprise because even though they weren't invited, <laughs> the twins are here. Fucking they twins. S- they snuck onto the private jet somehow. Yeah, they emptied out all the mahi mahi storage <laughs> and they climbed inside. They reeked like fish when they got there. Oh, God. It's real bad. Hours and hours in the fish box. I love that they showed up. Yeah. Um. Like. I just really thought this was going to be it. Like, I was like, yes, this is it. Here it is. But then I was like, wait, is it really going to come to a head in Saudi Arabia? Wait. Well, and then I kept going back and forth. They arrive and then they start beating up the wrong people. And I wrote down (laughs) in my notes, God damn it, twins. I know. I was like, they're going to come and help Sammy and KO. They're here to help Sammy and KO. It's like, no, they showed up to do dumb things. No. But uh, then... They did another dumb thing. Uh, Sammy does a cute little duck out of super kick range. <laughs> and they just kick the shit out of Solo. And yeah. uh, that's all that Roman sees. Yep. Of course, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. classic. And Roman yells, there ain't no day one no more. He's like Santa. Uh, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. He knows when you've super kicked mm-hmm. your brother <laughs> i think that falls under bad or good it rhymes um so like this part was very exciting right because i was like yes 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 so finally exciting. it's happening finally it's happening um and i really wanted jay to like get on the bus like come yes. on jay. and he didn't and i was like what the, come on man <laughs> Jay has been frustrating us for months, so I don't know why I thought that was going to yeah. be the night where he's like, oh, no, you ladies get what you want. You know? I know, seriously. That's why I was like, wait, this isn't going to happen in Saudi Arabia. Why am I getting all excited? Yeah, I think like any good storytellers, we are going to drag this out until mm-hmm. the tension has ratcheted up so much. You don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And I legitimately believe the grand finale of this will be incredible. They keep doing the like an up and down, right? Of the sort of energy of the storyline in a yes. really good way. Like it's like 
they bring you up and then they're like oh, everything's fine for a while and they kind of lull you into this like routine and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god it's starting again <laughs> yes yes just when you think you know what's going on you don't no. something's going to happen and i love that so yeah this was this was a great ending you know jimmy mm -hmm. takes out roman jay is fucking horrified he can't deal with this right now and perhaps most importantly our booze retain yes i really got nervous i was like no, oh my gosh me please too don't, please don't do this please let them win so it, it would feel sad. like such a wwe move to put every title oh my god like imagine yeah. roman and solo win the tag titles and then roman enters the money in the bank match <laughs> and he takes on seth and wins that title. like i just i could see them piling up like bangle bracelets on him i was really nervous i really yes. was i'm like they're gonna do it they're gonna fucking give it to him i'm gonna mm -hmm. die dad's gonna break our hearts but he didn't he didn't thank he didn't you, do it thank you dad we love you we love you if it's all right with you i propose that we get raw. Gotta get raw. When we enter raw this week, we see one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Seth is coming down through the crowd shield style. <laughs> and there is this lady who's like angling for a selfie with him and he gets in the frame and she gets her picture and then she does this little dance. It was so cute. It was so cute. That woman is my twin flame. I just, I love her like greatest moment of her life she's got mm -hmm. like the best fucking selfie ever yes so happy for her that's great um seth enters the show this week with kind of a chill look he's dressed like a goth themed ice dancer i loved it though i loved the, sh the pants i don't give a shit about but i really loved the shirt yes i like the shirt too i thought he looked fantastic mm -hmm. i also thought you know aj came dressed like a suburban dad going to a nice occasion but he looked mm -hmm. good. It was a good look for him. He looked nice. Like family dinner at the Texas Roadhouse. Yes. Although I want to know where his, his fucking visitor's pass. He wasn't wearing a visitor's pass. Paul Heyman had one on his phone. I guess because AJ is less nefarious, they probably don't tag him with the urgency that they try to keep track of Paul Heyman. Maybe. I don't know. They need to tag that mustache and give me some information. Do you want Paul Heyman running around unaccounted for in your personal life and business? Because I certainly don't. I don't know. Maybe he'd get me like famous and at least make some money. You'd I don't even care about famous. I just want some money. You'd be a great Paul Heyman guy. Thank really you. great. Are you saying I am terrible on the mic? No, I just think you'd make the most of that opportunity. I mean, Roman Reigns was a Paul Heyman guy. That's true. Look what he did with that. That's true. No, you'd be great on the mic too, but he'd be like, Dang. you know, he'd be your guru. Like he's the wise man. He is the wise man. So I thought we were about to see an unexpected heel turn from AJ with the way things started. I did too. I to was like, why out. is he doing such an ego stroking? It was weirding me out. But instead we had this weird hyper-masculine show of respect between these goobers. <laughs> it was so strange. Very nice. Very nice. Um, not to ever let a nice moment go unspoiled, Mm -hmm. the judgment day appears to mm -hmm. be just absolute jerks. And I think this is when we realize an odd man tag team is on the horizon. I was really hoping they were going to be like, Rhea, you get to be in it. I was just like, they keep doing this. They keep they teasing us with hard. the possibility. And I'm just like, just maybe SummerSlam. Yeah. Shit or get I'm off just the gonna pop, keep hoping. Bros. 
Make yeah, it happen. Come on, Dad. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think this went usually how it does. Like, they acted like meathead jocks. They were rude mm-hmm. to everyone. Um, everyone proposed that they could all take the title, including Dom Dom. Do you think Dom Dom stands a chance at Seth's title? No. <laughs> not not without not not without all three other members of the Judgment Day interfering and or just sitting on top of the other wrestler. I mean, they like group work, so I think it could work. They do. What'd you think of um, Damien's outfit? The purple pants. He had like a new type of shirt on. I don't know if you noticed. It was like a tank top, but it was like, oh, like the looked the almost like rubber. Tank to- yeah, <laughs> he's he's sported that before, and I oh, had to he? say okay. that none of that was aesthetically pleasing to me. And I, I think okay. Damien Priest has reached this really unfortunate place in his life where oh, no. he's extremely good looking, so he thinks he can get away with shit like this. Oh, I liked the tank top okay <laughs> i mean i just thought it was nice to see something different i I'd, I'd never noticed this one before so i, I thought like, oh, it was looked... changing it up a little bit i thought it looked sticky oh yeah absolutely sticky mm-hmm. yeah like so... uh like the like the like those like stretchy rubber band things they give you at physical therapy kind of made yes stuff. yes yeah. it did look like that mm-hmm there's a great moment here where um, when it is implied that Dom Dom could win the title, AJ and Seth look at each other in the bitchiest fashion possible <laughs> and break out laughing. And I really, really enjoyed it. I know. I just like Dom's the butt of every joke and it's amazing because he just really like rolls with it. It's good stuff. Um, this is also where we notice that Seth has ripped out the crotch of his pants. I was so I was like, man, I hope he's wearing underwear. Yeah, you don't you don't need a dangler there at all. <laughs> we don't need you to pull a teddy. And uh, you know, this is something that happens a little bit later when they're backstage with Adam Pierce, but um AJ was not the coolest about it. He like just called Seth out on his ripped pants. <laughs> was he like, go change your pants or something? Yes. And Seth was like, <laughs> I, I do need to change my pants. <laughs> it was so weird how civil they were to each other. It was so strange because Seth is like so bombastic all the time mm-hmm. but now he's like yes i've entered an agreement with you sir we are going to wrestle together they respect each other and out mm-hmm. of respect comes sportsmanship and friendship i guess all so. the ships well not all the ships i guess not all the sh- <laughs> not for me anyway that's fine yeah i'm not I'm not looking for that here <laughs> after this we have a money in the bank qualifying match mm-hmm. in which we see ricochet Take on the Miz. Did this did this end how you wanted? Are you happy with the outcome? I am. I, you're a I Miz mean, girl. I love Miz. I would have been fine if he won, but I mean, obviously, I'm really happy that Ricochet won because I keep hoping that Ricochet is gonna like. He's been gaining some momentum a little bit as like yeah. a solo wrestler, so I'm really hoping this continues on. Now, you know, we have to see who else is gonna be in the. Do you know how many people they usually have in the match? Is it like five or something? Like sixteen. No, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, like, wait. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Because after this match, they show the little graphic where they fill in the wrestlers oh, one by one. Oh, yeah. And it was Ricochet and five canes. Okay. So six folks. Six okay. total. Five of which will be canes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Poor Ricochet. <laughs> He'd be torn limb from limb. But yeah, I was... I was happy. I think Ricochet needs it more than Miz. Like, yes. Miz is not in the twilight of his career, but he's not on the way up. 
You know? No, I, Miz, it feels like Miz is happy to be in the position he's in. Like, he yeah. gets to be himself and, like, wrestle once in a while and, like, make lots of money. And I thought Miz actually turned out really well in this match. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, right, he can do this. He's good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is hard. It is nice to see when he's, like, doing cool wrestling things because yeah. you often don't see that. I also loved when he uh, springboarded and then yelled, I springboarded. I pretty great. That. I missed the springboarded. I'm just gonna start making things up and being like, you remember when Miz just like pulled a sword out of his trunks and it was lit on fire and he started fighting Ricochet and you're gonna be like, did that happen? I missed it. Oh yeah, it happened. I'll be like, make sure Dad has that show up again at some point. <laughs> Bring out the flaming sword. It'd be great. So we have our first entrant in Money in the Bank. It'll mm-hmm. be Ricochet. I always enjoy Money in the Bank because it's a gimmick match. Yeah, it's. It's a lot of fun. Money in the Bank mm-hmm. matches are so much fun. There's only been one time I did not like the Money in the Bank. It was the women's Money in the Bank when James Ellsworth got involved. It was the first one. Yes, and they spoiled it. I was so fucking mad about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's only it, up from there. What's worse is that he's a trash human being. Yeah, not a great guy. I was really excited before I knew he was a trash human being. I was in line behind him. In, what? In, You've uh, never told me this. I didn't? Oh, my God. No. Okay. I was in Florida. I was going to a job interview, and I was in line at the car rental, and he was in line ahead of me because I think there was some, well, it was kind of the Orlando area, so, you know, full sale is there. Right. And so I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, James Ellsworth is like two people ahead of me in line. I didn't say anything to him, but it was him. That was very cool of you that you were just like chill. I think I I think I was still on Facebook at that point, so I might have posted about it on Facebook. I don't think I did like a, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Not sneaky. Sneaky picture? Yeah, sneaky picture, but there was a different word than sneaky. Anyway, I didn't take a picture of him. I feel like you were way cooler in this interaction than I was. Um, I haven't met that many wrestlers, but one of them was Paul Heyman, and I'm pretty sure I called him sir when I asked for a picture. <laughs> I mean, I that's don't the regret proper that. way to address Paul Heyman. That's it. true. It yeah. is. So uh, thank you for that picture, sir. You were a real champ. After this match, uh, we come back to Trish Stratus just antagonizing the shit out of Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. She's wearing her outfit from Jetta, but this time with a lot more cleavage. Yep. Look great. Yep. Trish, you look amazing. Um, and after we immediately go into 90 minutes of commercials, she lets us know how much it means to her, like what it means to her when we say thank you, Trish. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like, I guess she only wants to hear thank you from the wrestlers, right? I mean, I think it's one of those things she wants you to say it, but it doesn't actually warm her heart or anything. She just wants her due. Yeah. Which I guess I'm... Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I was so distracted by the fucking bruise on her face that I was just like... Oh, yeah. Like, it was like a triangle of bruise on her face. It looked so painful. It has to hurt so much. Yeah, I was like, can you chew? Are you on a smoothie and milkshake diet until next week? Like, what's going on? I wish I could see, like, the, like, whatever it was that caused that bruise, like, from yes. the match. I wish they could, like, replay that. Because I'm really curious what 
Like, how do you get a triangle bruise on your face? I'm guessing a boot heel. Mm, or perhaps mm -hmm. driven into the turnbuckle because we know that inside the turnbuckle is that metal loop. Yeah, I don't know why they don't make those pads much thicker. Right? They should be soft and pillowy. Like, you know it's bad and dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, also keep in mind that the wrestling ring is like a tiny little piece of gym mat over just a bunch of wood. Yeah, man. So I... nobody made any good decisions about how to do this. Can you imagine if they made it a trampoline? <laughs> yes. People yes, would... I can. <laughs> like, powerbomb somebody fly up in the air? That'd be so much fun. If I'm remembering correctly, when Matt and Jeff Hardy were kids, they did wrestling, like they played wrestling on their trampoline and they made the Trampoline Wrestling Federation title belt. That's so cute. It's really cute, but also, of course, those idiots wrestled on a trampoline when they were kids. It's amazing either of them has lived this long. You got to do what you got to do. It's true. I love them anyway. <laughs> So yeah, Trish's face is a wreck. Um, mm -hmm. Were you surprised that Trish and Zoe get one over on Becky and force her into the Trish t-shirt and it ends the way it does? Not really. I mean, this is starting to feel like a Zoe push. So mm -hmm. it seems like she's just going to get to do whatever she wants at this point. I really need to know who is going to support Trish, not Trish, um, Becky in this moment. I know. Someone's got to come out and save her. I think, you know, historically, Becky hasn't really had a lot of friends because she had her reign of terror as a heel. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like she's built any friendships coming out of that. Okay, so then, shit, I can't remember who's on what show. Damage control dissolves. Eosky goes to fight with Asuka. Bailey comes to help Becky. That would be really Face nice. Turn. I would like that. I know, wouldn't that be great? Let's, uh, let's see that happen, Dad. Let's get that in the works not a bad idea after this um we had another in a share squash match with mm -hmm. some jobbers one of whom looked a lot like matt hardy in his velvet <laughs> shirt and cargo pants but the only reason i i mean they did a fine job i actually don't hate into share at all even though all they do is squash matches i i think they're kind of impressive but i never have anything nice to say about ginger mahal and <laughs> i know you don't tonight on this episode, I am going to say the first nice thing I have ever said about Jinder Mahal. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it related to his scarf? It is. Um, I thought the color palette of his outfit was really lovely. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked great on him. It was a good outfit in beautiful colors. The scarf really worked. Mm -hmm. Jinder, we have our differences, but you really showed out in terms of fashion on monday that's a really nice compliment i want to congratulate you on that look i think that's a wonderful compliment thank you i'm growing as a person you are um i was excited when i first saw indushare coming out i was like yay and i was like because last time i said like i'm looking forward to seeing them wrestle some like non-squash <laughs> non-squash <laughs> wrestlers and they didn't get to and i was like what is happening why why are we doing this over and over again so the one guy was an nxt guy who's real like i don't mm -hmm. remember what his full name is because he frequently calls himself big body javi okay so of course i i love like the disgust and determination you said that with okay <laughs> i had to take it in 
Um, I never call him anything but big body Javi now because it's like seared into my brain. But, you know, they're working their way up to legitimate competitors. Okay. It begins with Javi. I mean, it just, I find their choices so strange because Omas comes in and he has like practically a title match right away. I know. <laughs> and Desher comes in. It's like, no, you have to do 1,800 matches before you get to anywhere. And I feel like Inda Cher is a lot more fun to watch than Omas. So much more fun. Yeah. So more to come on Inda Cher and uh, Gender, you know, keep it up with the scarves. It was really great. Mm-hmm. After this, we have what is probably my favorite moment of the night. Absolutely. Uh, Sammy and KO come out. And uh, they're really feeling it. Sammy reminds us that they won and also that Roman deserves to suffer. And KO is wearing an Uso shirt. So rude. Amazing. Amazingly rude. <laughs> He's so bitchy. I love KO. <laughs> he is I mean, petty. This show is hosted by two petty bitches. Mm -hmm. KO is one of the pettiest bitches I have ever seen, and I love that for him. I know. I'm I'm taking notes. Oh my gosh, yes. Queen, lead us. I'm going to learn there. some things. Amazing. Um, never ones to be chill for even five minutes. Imperium has to get all up in their business. <laughs> KO, KO's fucking tirade <laughs> was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life so in his feelings <laughs> so angry do you think this is the wild west and they do this great like meta promo which is something i love when wrestler wrestlers will be like this isn't how it works this is how it's always scripted uh -huh. there was a really good one a very long time ago when jeff hardy was working up to face triple h for the title and oh they had this they were cutting a promo and guys kept coming out and Triple H would be like, now you're going to come down here and you're going to say something rude about me and I'm going to say something rude about you <laughs> and then they're going to come in and help you and then we're going to fight. <laughs> and like none of them are like getting it. Like they're all looking at him blankly and he's like, I'm going to be champion for the next hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of stuff, I cannot get enough of. This This was very much like that. That's so funny. I love it. So good. You um, can't come out whenever you want. You cannot just come out and do stuff. You have to do it the way you're supposed to do it. No one said your name. <laughs> oh, KO, thank you for existing. And then he just escalates, right? Yeah. He just escalates. He calls Ludwig Slenderman. Yes. He calls Gunther the one with the ears. And yep. then wonders why we never hear from the bald one with the head. Yep. The <laughs> It's so wonderful. So mean, but so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just when you thought things couldn't get any better, Alpha Academy appears. KO is goddamn delighted to see them too. So happy. He likes it when Chad says the thing. <laughs> say the thing that makes what do you say? Say the thing that makes me giggle? Is that what he said? I think he said giggle. Yes. Oh, so great. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so great. So everybody gets what they want, right? Like Imperium gets a match. KO and Sammy get to insult people and Alpha Academy gets to come out and mm -hmm. they appear to have all gotten on the same page with Maxine. And now I think they're a throuple. 
They might be. It's nice. Good for them. Um, the commentary that Sammy and KO do during the match was like full of fucking delights. They were talking so quickly though. I could not catch every single thing, yes. but I love that Kevin has no idea what mystery science theater 3000 is American TV. It was so cute. It's American TV. <laughs> I, um, I wrote down some of my favorites. Which includes Sammy saying, Otis has kind of got short arms. <laughs> oh, poor Otis. Then uh, Otis comes flying out of the ring and Sammy says, my feet shook. And KO yeah. says, no, the ground shook and your feet felt it. <laughs> um, not to spoil anything, but Imperium cheats for the win. And this results in KO saying, turtleneck is going to talk about this always we will never hear the end of this <laughs> and finally ko says wipe the sweat off your head it's so shiny it was wonderful it was a stream of nonsense and i could not have been like i have no idea what happened in this match because i was just no. so taken with their commentary i was trying so hard to listen to them but yeah it was it was so much fun then at the end Corey graves just looks like he wants to die and I am of two minds about this. One, you know, Corey, when you're like, Carmela's the sexiest woman alive, I would drink Ugh. her sweat in a coupe glass and also heels are the best. Like, we put up with you. We listen. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You'll be okay. But also, I, I think that's how my husband looks when you and I talk. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Like the, the dead eyes and the, mm -hmm. it's just Was like that buzzing. One, like kp was talking because there's was, a moment when kp was talking and i thought Corey wanted to murder him like the way he was just kind of like dead staring at him but like no feeling there was nothing there except look well maybe resentment <laughs> i think it was the experience right like he was just he was done it was rough <laughs> yeah. uh, you know again thoughts and prayers Corey. Mm -hmm. hang in it's there, gonna buddy. be all right um i really hope that this thing with ko and sammy and imperium like keeps coming back it's great i enjoy them so much together there's so much charm it's just charming mm -hmm. all of it a little bit later we have something that is not particularly charming nope in which our lady of the peligroso and the poderosa raquel rodriguez and her friend shotzi Take on Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green, who have finally gotten it together with coordinating outfits. Well done, ladies. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Damage control and uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Ugh. What do you What do you think? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I honestly, I I was so disinterested in this that like. Because it was like a foregone conclusion, right? Of course, Rhonda and Shayna are going to win. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just doing this so that they can be champions. And I hate it. Yeah. Like, Shayna was somebody else, sure. But I hate Ronda Rousey. So. I feel like one of the things that made me sad was that there are some actually interesting combinations that could have come out of this, right? Like, mm -hmm. Raquel and Shotzi win. And Raquel continues her trajectory to greatness. And then there's this awkward moment when Liv comes back. 
right? Like start something yeah. there or like Sonia and Chelsea are a new tag team, but they get it together and they run with it. You know, yes. we see what they can do. Or you get into this interesting situation where, you know, Bailey and EO are not getting along. Damage mm -hmm. control is falling apart at the seams and now they're tight. They have a title, you know, like how does that yep. work out? That all could have been interesting. I hope you're taking notes, dad. Dad, I don't know what Rhonda has on you, but you don't have to live like this, and neither do we. You seriously? Boo. This is totally uninteresting. I'm just going to be invested now in whoever's going to beat them and get the yeah. titles from them, because fuck those two. I hope we really, like, a little bit later, and we'll come back to this, but one thing that Ronda Rousey was talking about was, like, the need for competition in the women's tag title division. Yeah. We need a stronger women's tag title picture. Build up some of these teams and pick one yeah. and have them destroy these two. Yeah, they just keep Freebird ruling everything. So, I don't know. It would be interesting to have... It just feels like... It often feels like the women's tag stuff is an afterthought compared yes, to the men's filler. tag stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because they've done a great job with women's single stuff, but it don't just do musical chairs and find out who ends up with whom. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, build a story. If this is the respect you're going to put on this title, don't have it. Yeah. End it. It's fine. Cause it's meaningless. Yep. After this, we had a match that I know you were looking forward to discussing. Dolph Ziggler goes one-on-one -on -one with JD McDonough. Tell me what your feelings are about this match. Cause I know you have many. Well, last week we found it very amusing that JD McDonough decided that he was going to make a name for himself in the WWE by wrestling Dolph Ziggler as his first a choice, match. a choice. I always love watching Dolph wrestle because he's like so good at selling for other people. Absolutely. Um, he really did this week. I found this match really dumb and weird because mm -hmm. like if the point was to like do what they did with most folks, except Apollo Crews, I guess, you know, bring up the new people, show everybody what they can do as wrestlers. Like we didn't see any of that. It just turned into like, JD McDonough beating up Dolph Ziggler outside the ring. One thing I will say in defense of that, JD okay. McDonough is like the heels heel. Yeah. Ever since he was, um, oh my gosh, what was his name before JD McDonough? Why can't I remember? Jordan Devlin. Ever since he was Jordan Devlin, he's been a real asshole. So this is sort of in keeping with who he is, but I agree with you. That doesn't necessarily make for the most satisfying introduction. I mean, especially if, again, I don't, I, I don't know that they should be assuming that people have watched NXT. Yes. This is, this is a real thing for me. Like what percentage of your audience faithfully watches NXT? Mm -hmm. It might be large. I have no idea, but neither. it's, it's, it just seems strange that they like introduce wrestlers so differently and it's like well this guy obviously doesn't need an introduction i'm just like what why are we so invested in this dude so so far i am unimpressed with jd mcdonough i really like jd mcdonough i'm glad he's gonna be on raw but i guess 
I want to know, like, is he going to feud with Dolph? Is he going to go on, like, a reign of terror just doing this, like, beating dudes up and not really having matches? Like, what are we doing? And I, I want mm-hmm. there to be a point as opposed to, like, look, he's heel. He's really bad. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what after that? It's going to be, like, Bobby Lashley or something. <laughs> like, it's always Bobby Lashley. It's always Bobby Lashley. Uh, who are you going to call? Bobby Lashley. Yeah. After this match... Our guy Cody arrives in a sling. He looks pretty sedate tonight. I rated his outfit six of ten because I hated his tie. Yeah, I said the suit isn't it, buddy. It's not it. Like nope. you know, Cody, I would follow you to the ends of the earth, but not in that suit. No. So Cody explains why he didn't tap out, even though it hurt a lot. He doesn't want to be the guy who tapped out. He used to be the guy who tapped out, but not anymore. I I found this moment kind of funny because he says, you know, I didn't tap because that's not the man I want to be. And I was like, what kind of man is that, Cody? One who doesn't know how to take care of himself? Because I feel like you don't know how to take care of yourself if you're not willing to tap out. <laughs> Cody is really taken to heart that if you are going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yeah, I guess so. Broken arms and all. Broken arms and all. Um, this brings me to one of the philosophies that I frequently espouse when we watch wrestling. I'm sure you've heard me say it, that nobody can make you tap but you. Mm, I don't know if I have heard you say that. Um, I think that philosophy applies in all areas of life. My husband thinks that's deeply unhealthy. <laughs> but Cody agrees with me. So who's right? Who's right? Might be your husband. It might be that Cody and I are both dumb and tough. I'm willing to accept that. I mean, <laughs> I did like that Cody cited uh, the greatest wrestling philosopher of all time who said, never give up. And that is, of course, John Cena. So when I <laughs> listened to that, I was like, I could not remember. who. I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And then my spouse was like, John Cena. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It makes sense that you forgot, though, like it really does. You can't see him. You can't see him, so I forget, right? Like, out of sight, out of mind. Literally. Exactly. Um, But Cody is really disappointed that Brock isn't there. I was okay with it. Like, super fine that Brock wasn't there. I did like that he mocked his annual vacation. Yep. Yep. And he kept things cooking. He's, you know, laid the seeds for what is to come next with them. He really wants like a broken leg next or something. I don't know. He just keeps so. like he's poking the bear, right? He's still shouting, make me earn it, even if he's not actually saying those words. It's awkward. <laughs> His eyes are saying it. But like when he said Brock is afraid of him, I think that's actually a little sensible because Cody's turning out to be a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Should be afraid of him. Who knows what he's going to do? <laughs> I mean, that titanium cast, when Cody realized what he could do, I was like, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. And then Brock's mm-hmm. head was opened up again. So, yeah. Brock is never going to stop bleeding. So, who's the real winner? <laughs> Cody's just going to bleed him to death slowly. Uh, so, now I wonder if, like, we're going to see the same kind of thing where Cody starts climbing out of defeat and then Brock just comes back and screws him <laughs> over again. And he's like, come on. I mean, he's he's a free agent right and brock like never wrestles on raw so i feel like we're never gonna see him wrestle it's just gonna be like i'll see you at the Mm pay-per-view i'll see you at the next Mm pay-per-view 
I might see you on Friday, but I am sure as hell not seeing you on Monday. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, we had a nice little moment with um, Matt Riddle and Kathy <laughs> Kelly, which of course turns into uh, Gunther hoping that Matt will win money in the bank and cash in on him. I think we've established it's lame when people cash in on minor titles. I guess so. I'd forgotten that you could cash in on any title. For some reason, I thought it was like you could only do the main one. But yeah, that's how we got Austin Theory. Yeah. Did but, you see like his shirt? There's like a horse on it. <laughs> you know what? I didn't pay attention. Because okay. I'll take a look at it though. I was really distracted because Matt said it's hot bro summer. <laughs> And God bless him. I hope it is. Yeah, bro his, summer. his shirt said go for bro. Go for bro. And in the O, I think of, no. Anyway, there's like a horse drawing where it, the horse, I think, is wearing a, like a cap, like a baseball hat. Which makes sense. So I, I think it was a horse. I'm just like wondering where the horse part comes in. Well, you got to look at his horse. <laughs> Get a look at his horse. Um, up next, we're going to have another Money in the Bank qualifying match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Bronson Reed. But first, we have a very special moment backstage with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, during which Ronda tries to claim that she's been told she's not what people want for 10 years. And I'm like, and that's had no impact on you. You haven't taken that personally at all. I her turn of phrase the fickle masses was so weird. I have to assume they give her talking points and she has Absolutely. no idea how to work with them. But she does have a really brilliant turn of phrase that comes up right <laughs> after this where she concludes her promo with we demand to be recognized as the best and these nuts prove it. Yeah, I I don't understand. <laughs> These nuts are the titles? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Rhonda, honey, I am begging you to go for a strong and silent gimmick. I am pleading with you. Neither of them are great on the mic. No. The, this is one of my problems with them as a tag team, other than the fact that I cannot stand Rhonda Rousey, which is a big problem. Um, They don't compliment each other. No. Um. They both are competent in the legit mixed martial arts stuff that they do. Great. Mm -hmm. Neither of them is great on the mic. No. Neither of them is what I would call a natural charismatic talent. Nope. Um, there's no like opposites attract. There's no feeling of they're the puzzle pieces that complete the picture. Like there's they're just, just fighters. Yes, there's not enough there to make it interesting in a story-driven no. context. And also Rhonda. So <laughs> they need a they need a like Shayna needs a sunshine. Mm-hmm. She does. She needs a Sammy. Mm-hmm. But she's got D's nuts, so <laughs> I just I I'm just that just mystified me. I was like, what the fuck? Horrible. So, I guess we're talking about it, so good good job. That, that's Rhonda. right. She she did spark a discourse, so thank you, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. A little less cringy, a lot less cringy. Um you know, I thought this match between Shinsuke and Bronson had some some high points. It was fun. What'd you think? I was so stressed out the entire match because yes. I'm a Shinsuke girl. Shinsuke. I'm absolutely a Shinsuke girl. And I was like, 
this could go either way. Like I really had no clue. It wasn't like Ricochet and Miz where I was like, yeah, Ricochet's probably going to win. Like I was really right. scared. I'm like, they've been pushing Shinsuke and now they're just going to like bury him under Bronson Reed. I was so worried. And I thought it was a little bit of a weird choice because I could see how both of them have a yes, place in this yes. match. Yeah. I mean, we've got five canes to fill in. Yeah. Take exactly. them both. I was just like going to be really sad if they were like, LOL, Shinsuke, you were going to be in lots of matches, but now you're not. Not this one. I was really disappointed with something that happened in this match. Um, oh. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king of strong style, right? Yes. Which means legitimate MMA competitor, legitimate fierce striker. That's what we know him for, right? He mm -hmm. hits you, you feel it. Um, In the beginning of this match, he is like striking the shit out of Bronson and Bronson's like, F you, F mm -hmm. you to me. And please tell me if you disagree with me on this. This is such a silly thing we do in wrestling that if you are very muscular, very big, or very much living in a larger body of size, yep, pain don't hurt. First of all, yeah. pain don't hurt is only acceptable when Dalton from Roadhouse says it. That's literally the only time. That's the only time it's true also. Exactly. He's not a bouncer. He's a cooler. Yeah. Um, I am a very round person. And I have to tell <laughs> you that getting hit hurts me a lot. I am not insulated from the pain of fists. Like, why yeah. do we? I, I think it, to me... It emphasizes that what I'm seeing is fake as hell. Mm -hmm. And it also, like, so you're telling me this man is the undisputed king of strong style, but he can't hit hard enough to hurt this guy? Yeah, it was really weird. Like, I get possibly needing, like, slightly more momentum because, you know, he is a larger person than you are. So sure. it might, you might have to use different strengths, but, like, Punching him repeatedly in the stomach, like, come on. Like, yeah, it's so silly to be like, oh, Shinsuke is like this amazing wrestler, but JK, he can't hurt this guy. Yeah, it, it absolutely undermines so many things. You're spot on. I know I'm looking for logic where it doesn't exist, but like, mm. why not have Shinsuke just hit the crap out of this dude? And instead of acting like he can't feel it, Bronson like rallies against the pain like he toughs his yeah. way through i don't know it's just it's the little things that get me <laughs> one thing i did notice though because uh, i think they've been listening to this podcast everybody does is they called him i want to say a wonder of nature or something instead of a freak of nature i love that that's and i was really... like this is much better i they haven't used freak of nature recently and that that's really me. like beautiful and affirming and i'm being serious i love wonder of nature i know isn't that nice mm -hmm. i don't know if that was the exact wording but it was something much nicer than freak of nature i think that's great yeah i agree so shinsuke advances Woo! um you know we've still got four canes left so yep. as the week continues i guess we're gonna see how this works out do you know what the other matches are yet? Have they, like, I didn't think I don't so. know anything. Okay. I don't, I don't do my homework. actually said this far in advance. I like to be surprised. I, I also like to be surprised. Mm -hmm. So we round out the show in a really delightful way. We've got Seth and AJ, and they're going to take on the Judgment Day. 
And there's a great moment where it's like, it's going to be Damien and Dom Dom. But uh, surprise, it's Finn. The old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. I I love how the Judgment Day encourages Dom Dom like a toddler learning to walk. I know. They're so kind with him. But then, like, they pick him up and carry him up the <laughs> steps because they know he can't do it. Yeah. It's really sweet. I love it. Let him try for a second, then we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like the spot outside the ring with Rhea and Seth? Absolutely. I like that she's just like, get in the ring. <laughs> and he goes. He's like, all right, okay. Yeah, that was really <sighs> cute. I also love that once again, Dominic and Rhea got ejected. <laughs> and once again, it's just sheer outrage. Like, I feel happen? like this is becoming a bit, and mm-hmm. I love it so much. Like, I will never tire of those two getting kicked out because Rhea's face is always priceless. She's just like, how dare you? She has exceptional how dare you energy. Yeah. Like, how dare anyone question her, challenge her, uh, you know, mm-hmm. tell her to put on a coat in the rain. She's not here for it. You don't tell her anything. Magic. I very much enjoyed this. It had a lot of things that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could watch these guys wrestle forever, basically. I really enjoyed the, um, when like, uh, Damien had AJ pinned Mm -hmm. and then Seth stomped Damien. Yes. I thought that was really clever. Like, I feel like that's something you don't see. Like usually they jump on him to break it up or whatever, but he was just like, no, I'm just going to stomp on him. In this climate of short, weird matches, I think this week on raw, it was very nice to see some matches play out a little longer with Mm -hmm. some really great competitors. So you got to see some of those more creative spots that keep it really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I still find the, like, I don't know, camaraderie between AJ and Seth weird. I I don't know why. Like I keep expecting it to go awry. Um, I feel like like I kept waiting. I was like, something's going to happen at the end of the match. It's like, somebody's going to turn on somebody, but it never happened. Well, if the egos are too big, right? Like these are not dudes who are meant to be together. Yeah, I feel I mean, like it's, yeah, it's a one night stand, right? I don't think we're gonna see a lot more of this, but maybe we are. Who knows? I don't want to. No, I <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot, and it, dare I say it, if they were on the same brand, I would actually really enjoy seeing AJ and Seth have a rivalry because they're mm-hmm. both so good and they bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay letting this tag team thing pass it's fine yeah i don't need it to be a thing dad it doesn't have to be a thing not everything is a thing like some things are your hyper fixation meals and some things are an occasional snack and this is an occasional snack mm-hmm. with that in mind is there anything else about the weekend wrestling that you would like to share with class? Uh, two things i guess oh yeah bring it on one did you see that video package they did for candace LeRae? You know, it makes perfect sense, right? Like, don't push her. Just make a weird video about how she's obsessed with fairies and a cringy Disney adult. Great. Was That was so weird, right? It was awkward. I didn't love it. I don't know what they're trying to do with that. I don't get it. Like, remember, she's still around. She still wrestles, but we're not actually going to put her in anything. And then the other thing, congratulations to Alexa Bliss. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We're very happy for Alexa Bliss. She's having a baby. She is having in, a baby. In case anybody was wondering why we're no, happy I mean, for we're her. just happy for her, okay? We think she deserves <laughs> the world. Although, honestly, you know what? I feel like Alexa Bliss does deserve the world. She seems like a really sweet person. 
I know. Well, thank you for hanging out with us again this week on Wrestling is for Girls. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. And if the suspense is truly killing you between episodes, follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod to be notified when new episodes are available. Have a wonderful week, stay blessed, and take comfort that no matter how embarrassing you think you've been throughout your life, you've probably never referred to one of your greatest accomplishments as D's Nuts or ripped out your slighted little pants on national television.